Oh, I like it like that. Got strange stories coming back to back. It's weird AF news. Weird AF news. Weird AF news. Weird AF news. Oh. People are getting high off a catnip cocktail and going wild in New Jersey. Female dragonflies fake their own death to avoid males harassing them for sex. What? And the millionaire Thai fruit farmer offered millions in a payout and ownership of his stinky fruit farm to a man who would marry his beautiful daughter and then has taken back the offer after he got too many responses. That was a long one. These are the stories, though, for Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. This is Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm Jonesy. Come on. People are getting high off of a catnip cocktail and going wild, the police say. This is in New Jersey. So the website for this thing called Catnip Cocktail, which I've never heard of, It's marketed as the ultimate mood enhancer for your dogs and cats, and it has a stern disclaimer. This product is intended solely for the treatment of anxiety in cats and dogs and is not approved for human consumption. Oh, the anxiety of cats and dogs, because they get just high. (laughs) They have such high anxiety levels. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, I've I've only been getting 20 naps a day instead of the 27 that I usually get. (laughs) Let's be real. The, The best thing about catnip is just watching your cat freak the hell out when you give it to it like that's the best part about this thing we're not we're not giving to our animals in the idea of like oh no i need to assuage the anxiety of my cat no no you're like (laughs) you know every time i've given catnip to a cat it's because i want to see it freak the hell out but that's neither here nor there here's what's going on in jersey though i would have thought this came out of florida but new jersey's got a lot of uh, maniacs as well Uh, People are getting high off this animal sedative. I don't know how high you can get off this. You have to probably drink like 10 bottles of these, right? I don't know how it works. But this, it's going, it's, it's becoming an issue in the state of Jersey where authorities in July were called to a strip mall in Fairfield to investigate an individual who was dancing, yelling, and generally acting abnormally in front of a hair salon. The man was reportedly experienced severe mood swings going from being extremely friendly to acting confused and angry. Officers found six bottles of this catnip cocktail in his possession, along with a receipt showing that they had been purchased at Nutrition Zone, a health food store located in the same strip mall. It turned out to be the first of several incidents where police in the northern New Jersey suburb of Fairfield have encountered alarming behavior from people who appear to be under the influence of this little-known catnip cocktail drug. (laughs) Uh, police eventually raided a nutrition zone and seized 61 bottles of catnip cocktail along with other contraband which must have been a surprise to the owner of the nutrizone place (laughs) like what are you doing in here you're taking my catnip cocktail and why (laughs) like (laughs) i'm not you know i'm sure this person well I'm, i'm not sure but i mean what if they didn't have any idea that people like humans were downing this catnip cocktail I did notice that there was a lot of kids buying this catnip cocktail recently. Here's a quote from the police chief. This is a very dangerous product. It appears to, and it appears its improper use is on the rise. They're sending a clear message by their um, infiltration of the nutrition zone that they will do whatever they can to assure that catnip cocktail does not become the next drug fad. 
Well, it's too late for that because once it hits the mainstream media, it's going to become a drug fad. Okay, the fact that this article is out here now that it came across my desk, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to say, it's like all these viral challenges. Like they're nothing. They're not a viral challenge if they don't go viral. So as long as they're kept out of the media and they're not passed around via Twitter and Facebook and whatever else, um, they won't become a fad. But once they are passed around, the chances of becoming a fad are huge. This catnip cocktail, you better believe, is going to start the, you know, as soon as this, these articles, and there's a lot of articles now about this catnip cocktail that I came across. Um, you're going to see catnip cocktail parties. You're going to see, <laughs> right? It's, it's just going to happen. So in case you're wondering, what is in this catnip cocktail, Jonesy, and how can I get some? <laughs> Do I need this? Will it kill me? How many, what is the dosage? <laughs> what is the dosage? The proper dosage for a house party as compared to the proper dosage for a rave, as a for instance. Or what's the proper dosage for me and my girlfriend when we get a little freaky on the catnip cocktail tonight? <laughs> what will be the lyrics to this new R. Kelly song about how catnip cocktail got him laid in the 90s? <laughs> oh, sick, sick. So in the... In its list of ingredients, catnip, co- catnip cocktail doesn't actually contain any catnip. Oh, okay. Well, maybe they should be taken off the shelves for that. <laughs> I love how anything can go on the shelves. Like FDA, what are you doing? You're, are you napping? It does, however, contain caffeine and 1-4-BDO. Short for 1-4-Butanidol. Butanidol. Butanidol? Man, I got to get up on my drugs. The compound is listed as a Schedule One controlled dangerous substance under, under New Jersey's administrative code, but it is not legal at the federal level. Ooh, wow. In a 2009 report, the National Drug Intelligence Center warned that 1,4-butanidiol metabolizes into the date rape drug GHB after it's ingested and is often marketed as a fish tank cleaner, ink stain remover, or nail enamel remover. Is that why people have been uh, doing shots of fish tank cleaner? <laughs> it's unclear who manufactures the catnip cocktail. How is it unclear who manufactures catnip cocktail? Cocktail, like, there's a label. How is it unclear? I don't understand. Are things without labels now just being put on shelves? <laughs> hey, I got this product for. Um, it's good for weightlifting. Yeah, yeah. What's the company it comes from? Ah, oh, I can't tell you that. Can't tell you who manufactures this. Just, just, just put it on your shelves. Don't worry about it. Is that what's going on in the nutrition zone? <laughs> Hey, I got this homemade creatine. Just put that on your shelves. The police have described this catnip cocktail as a sedative. There's no evidence that it's actually recommended for use on animals, believe it or not. It's not available through the websites of major retailers like Petco or PetSmart or Pet Supplies. The ingredients could potentially be harmful to some animals, in fact, as well. So, not for humans or animals, although being sold to animals, but being used by humans. (laughs) Catnip cocktail... Appears mostly in Jersey, so warning for those of you in Jersey, just be careful when you're hanging out at the strip malls. If you see some teenagers acting happy, then sad right afterward. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, it's the catnip cocktail. Mm, I think I, I got to try this. Anybody, anybody in Jersey can snatch me a case of this and I'll give you my address. Here's a little science for you nerds. Female dragonflies fake their death to avoid males harassing them for sex. In order to avoid males of the species bothering them for some sex, the female dragonflies have been faking their own deaths, apparently, falling from the sky, lying motionless on the ground until the suitor goes away. 
Um, a study by this uh, Rasim Khalifa, a zoologist from the University of Zurich, is the first time scientists have seen odonates, O-D-O-N-A-T-E-S, feign death as a tactic to avoid mating. Odonates must, must mean dragonflies. That's, like, that's probably some science speak. This is the first time scientists have seen dragonflies fake their own death as a tactic to avoid mating and a rare instance of animals faking their own deaths for this purpose. Odonates is the order of carnivorous insects that includes dragonflies and, and dame selfies. Dame selfies? I can't pronounce any of this crap. Why, Jonesy, why do you do scientific articles if you can't pronounce the words? I don't know. I like to challenge myself. Khalifa had been collecting the eggs of odonates in the Swiss Alps for experiments into how temperatures affect the larvae, but over... See, I pronounced larvae correctly. How about that? But over the two summers he spent there, he noticed unusual behavior among the female dragonflies of the species Aeshna juncia. Nailed it. In a study published in the journal Ecology, he wrote that on July 5th, 2015, quote, while I was waiting at a pond near Arosa at about 2,000 meter elevation, I witnessed a dragonfly dive to the ground while being pursued by another dragonfly. The individual that crashed was a female dragonfly and that she was lying motionless and upside down on the ground. Upside down is an atypical posture for a dragonfly. The male hovered above the female for a couple seconds and then left. I expected that the female could be unconscious or even dead after her crash landing, but she surprised me by flying away quickly as I approached. The question arose, did she just trick that male? Did she fake death to avoid male harassment in the mating category? If so, this would be the first record of sexual death feigning in ordinates. The first record. <laughs> The scientists, aka or the zoologist rather, notes there are few instances of animals faking their own deaths, with four others known to science. These include two species of robber flies, the European praying mantis, and the spider species, Pisara mirabilis, where the males fake death in order to avoid being killed after mating. Oh, that's one of those, um, I heard the, in the, the praying mantises do that, like the female kills the male after mating. This This spider fakes their, their death after mating to avoid being killed after mating. Well, that's a good reason to fake your death, for sure. Um, yeah, this is, out, this is outlandish. I love this kind of stuff. It makes me think about my own uh, history with women and how many of them, if they could have faked their own death to avoid mating with me, they, they would have done so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not everybody's favorite in the romance department. I mean sexually I'm pretty good but like I think uh I I come up short in some of the other um categories that you need to um hence why I'm single. Uh, females become vulnerable to male coercion at that time because conspecific males were constantly patrolling each corner of the pond looking for a mate. So the zoologist noticed that uh under the observations that there's just there's just too many like, I guess the the males are overwhelming these females and so they're they're a little tired of mating during the season so they just this is one of the tactics they they feign a crash landing and the male moves on and it, there's a study about it he did it he took he had 27 motionless females 21 were successful in de- deceiving the coercive male at 77 percent success rate he had a whole he did a whole study with all these dragonflies put them in a laboratory did this this is crazy it's one of the he says uh, at the end of it, at the end of the day, sexual f- death feigning is one of the rarest behaviors in nature, and due to its scarcity, it has received little attention in behavioral ecology. Uh, 
so that's good. Opening it up to studying this very strange behavior. This is, uh, you know, usually I, I get aggravated at science wasting its time. This is kind of, I find this kind of fascinating. It's pretty cool. Um, maybe we can all learn, our, our own species can learn from these other species that are faking their death to avoid mating. And maybe we can become better at faking our own death to avoid mating when we don't feel like it. <laughs> hey, honey, are you in the mood tonight? Hon- honey? Honey? Oh, no. Are you dead? Yay. I meant to cover a story last week about a millionaire Thai fruit farmer who offered a six-figure payout in part of his farm to anyone who will marry his 26-year-old daughter because uh, I found some stories that I thought were more strange. By the way, the fruit that he, the fruit farm that he has, it's a Dorian fruit, which is the, it's the worst-smelling fruit. It's awful, awful. And it's actually, coincidentally, it's one of the fruits, one of the things that I tried when I was at the Disgusting Food Museum, and you can watch that video on my Patreon. But there was new uh, an update on it. The the Dorian trader who offered 10 million baht and ownership of his family farm to any man who took his daughter's hand in marriage um, has come under fire after calling off the arrangement. So he called off the arrangement because he was overwhelmed by the number of offers that came in, uh, apparently. Anant Rothong, age 58, made an offer on Facebook last week, then abruptly called it off after young suitors here and offshore, swamped his family with offers to marry his daughter and take over his durian farm. Critics have accused him of duping the public to draw publicity to his durian fruit business, which is strange. Uh, With one high-profile lawyer suggesting that these disappointed suitors could file a class-action complaint with the police. Can you imagine? Now, Mr. Anant was... uh, Mr. Anant offered the successful suitor the cash, 10 vehicles, a house two durian farms, and his daughter, who graduated with honors from Assumption University. He invited suitors to gather at Talad Nern Sung in Chantaburi on April 1st for the chance to join the family. By the way, just nailed some of those very uh, difficult Thai words, I'm assuming. Uh, how, How? I mean, and the photo of the girl, she's beautiful, by the way. I mean, this is nuts that this guy, why would you need to offer this much for someone to marry your beautiful daughter who graduated with honors from a university? Like, she seems like an amazing individual on her own like you don't need to offer a stinky fruit farm and 10 homes and a house i mean so this i thought the story was odd from the get-go but i didn't get around to covering it but now now it's taken a strange turn apparently because uh, he eventually called off the arrangement pleading with the suitors and the media to just leave him alone he asked the suitors to make no further contact by phone or the internet and he also called off the april 1st meeting at the market uh he gave out his phone number? I mean, that was kind of, that's kind of odd. Mr. Anand said he and his family have been overwhelmed with interest, with over 100,000 suitors making contact, not to mention the journalists who are planning to charter a flight to be there for the big day on April 1st. <laughs> Mr. Anand said his original target for this post was 20 to 30 close friends in the industry. That's That's who he thought would take up his offer. Only 20 to close... Dude, you're offering... Millions of bot. I don't know how much bot is. And your daughter is beautiful and and super successful. Like, why? What are you thinking? I thought only 25 people would take up my offer for millions of bot, two homes, a fruit farm, a house, and my beautiful daughter who graduated with honors. Turns out more than 30 people want that arrangement. <laughs> he said, taking all these calls from suitors was affecting his ability to run his business. It was actually distracting. (laughs) 
He was also worried that if the April 1st gathering went ahead as planned, the venue would strain to cope with these crowds and that fights would break out among jealous suitors. He apologized to those who he let down, but thought it best to call the whole thing off. And, you know, I'm always um, surprised when I hear of these uh, old school marital sort of behaviors. I can't think of a better word. Um, Like... Like a dowry still exists out there in the world. Like I, you know, it's funny because you'll read like an old school, you read like, I don't know, a Fyodor Dostoevsky novel. You know, it's like old school Russia and you you hear them talk about dowries, (laughs) like Dickens and stuff like that. And you're like, wow, it just seems so archaic. But apparently it still exists. I mean, I, you know, it's like... (laughs) I guess in some places it's hard to get people to marry your daughter. I just don't, I just find it strange. And does anyone want to kind of clue me in on it? Do you live in a place where dowries exist? How does this, how does this work? I mean, it's just so strange to me. I, I want to learn more though. You know me, I'm, I'm open to learning. I find it odd. I think there'll be a time where dowries will disappear completely. Meantime, um, it's, it's strange behavior. I mean, look, at I, believe me. Hey, I'm the type of person I'm like, nah, I don't know if marriage is for me. You know, I, I, of course, I want to find somebody in life to to be a partner with someone that, um, you know, and and I'm searching for that. But like, I, I never think like marriage is something I want to really get in. Like, I, I'm like, I don't need to have paperwork involved. I mean, we can just be partners and I'm cool with that. I find like the marriage, you know, to be, it's just not for me. For many reasons, but if if a dowry was involved, there's something like, well, you know, then maybe I'll reconsider. What do I get? What do I get? A, a a stinky fruit farm, millions of baht, a house, ten vehicles. I mean, like, all right, sure. Where do I sign? It might convince me, but we just don't really have those in the U.S. You don't see dowries anymore, right? Am I? Is that? Is anyone doing that? I don't know. I'm not that smart, so maybe you guys can clue me in on this. Weird AF news. Call me or send me an email. In, in the in put the details of your dowry offer for me to marry your daughter. I'm taking offers. <laughs> I want millions of baht. How weird was that? This is Seeking Plum, and you're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. Hey, everybody! It's Jonesy. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed Florida Fridays. Had some very sweet people reach out to me on Instagram. Hey, Jonesy! It's Sarah Hendricks from South Georgia, very close to Florida. Jones, and then she writes Jonesy's singing voice because I think she means Florida. She says, I've been listening to Weird AF News for over a year now and it's part of my daily routine. Oh, over a year? You're like an OG. OG fan. OG loyal listener, Sarah Hendricks. You get mad street cred for that. <laughs> Sarah is a fifth grade teacher. She says, I definitely need some laughs to get my morning started. I love everything about your podcast and the stories that you share. I share them daily with my fiancé and my students when I can, which they really enjoy. Keep up the awesomeness and the singing. Stay weird. Thank you. I'm going to stay weird. I hope your students uh, enjoy my stories. Some of these stories aren't for kids, but like some of them are, I think. Or maybe they all are. I don't know. What do you guys think? Eddie Cruz reached out on Instagram. He goes, yo, dude, I love your podcast. Regards from Guatemala. Take care, dog. And I was like, whoa, Guatemala. I got a fan in Guatemala, guys. Yeah, Eddie Cruz. One, I got one fan in Guatemala, but it's a start as Weird AF News moves uh, slowly into South America. <laughs> I'm just trying to open up my 
the possibilities for Jonesy to take a vacation at the homes of some of my fans across across the world. So now I got a fan in Guatemala. Yeah. Thank you, Eddie. Appreciate that. You guys can reach out to me anytime on uh, on email. at It's uh, funnyjones at gmail.com. You can send me articles. People often do, and I love that. Uh, you can also give me a rating, which is very helpful for the podcast. It helps me uh, helps me get it out there. So yeah, yeah, give me a rating, some stars. I think I think there's stars that you can give or thumbs up, um, and you can write a review. And if you don't like it, write a bad review. I don't. I mean, just write a review. Get me out there. All publicity is good publicity. Somebody said that. Uh, somebody smart, I think. Also, call the show if you feel like it. You got you, you hear a story it resonates with you. You got an opinion because I got strong opinions and I express mine, but you may disagree. So call and. Express that. Um, I'm always open to learning and hearing the points of view of others. Uh, the number is 646-450-2012. You can also DM me on Instagram, at Funny Jones. On Twitter, it's at Funny Jones, F-U-N-N-Y-J-O-N-E-S. And on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. If you join the Patreon, and you can do so as little as $2, which is what I call buying Jonesy a cup of coffee. Yeah, buy me a cup of coffee. And you get access to uh, lots of additional media, including, like I mentioned earlier, the uh, my video that I made when I visited the Disgusting Food Museum. I also interviewed a professional cuddler last week and put that on the Patreon. And I got some more stuff going up this week, as always. So just extra shit. A glimpse into Jonesy's world. You can also download my album, my comedy album, for free on the Patreon if you join as well. So check that out, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Stay weird. I love you all. Take care.